It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Welcome to Just Sports, your weekly roundup of uh, what's happening in the world of sports with uh, Rahul Puri and me. Hello Rahul, how are you doing? Hey Summer, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm not sure you must be doing that well. No, I'm not doing well at all. Um, my team is at the moment playing like a, a horse that's had one leg broken and one leg shot off. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not happy times if you're. A it's not fan. a happy time for Mr. Puri, but it's a happy time for me. We're doing pretty well, but we will not discuss our favorite club this time because we have a lot more to discuss. So this time on Just Sports, uh, Rahul and I will look at uh, Leicester City and what's really wrong with them. They were number one and now they are battling relegation. Uh, the ICC proposed, you know, test match uh, format, the test match uh, World Cup that they want to have. And uh, other things about the ICC, Alistair Cook and his legacy, what's it going to be for England? So let's start with uh, Leicester City. Rahul, I mean, it's just a complete turnaround. I mean, it's actually, it's actually quite surprising that, you know, a team that was like top out there and it's still doing well in, in, in Europe. and But in the EPL, they just seem to have all wheels off. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I think that, again, I mean, at the start of the season, after they won so well last season, I, I don't think anybody expected Leicester to be top four. I don't think anybody expected them to be top six. But I think people expected, you know, that they would be safely top half. Absolutely. Um, and... Uh, you know, they, they would uh, uh, do reasonably well. Um, you know, they did lose a couple of their players over the summer. But I don't think that anybody could have... Uh, Imagine this kind of derailment. Yeah, that this kind of collapse would come from a side that were mentally so strong. I mean, just remember last season, you know, in that run-in... Um, around about this time last year in February, they were, they were playing all the top teams. You know, and everybody said it's just a matter of time. The wheels are going to fall off. The wheels are going to fall off, and they never did. Um, that sort of that takes great mental strength, and that mental strength just seems to have completely evaporated now. Whereas, I mean, you know, they played United on, on the in the um, on the weekend. And uh, I mean, they were absolutely hopeless. You know, the, and the and the funny thing and the funny thing is, Rahul, that except for maybe a Kante, I mean, their the team is pretty much the same. It's exactly the same. I mean, that that is what I, I find so amazing about their derailment is that you know, essentially, they've lost Kante. And yes, Kante is a magnificent player, and he was very important for Leicester. last year, absolutely. And he's been very important for Chelsea this year, but. Kante didn't score all those goals that Leicester scored last Yeah, Vardy seems to have just lost his mojo. You know, he's not... Yeah. Mahrez seems to have lost his mojo. I mean, they're just not connecting the way they connected from, last year. From right from the back all the way up to the top. I mean, remember Wes Morgan and Robert Huth. They were the no-nonsense, you know, get-rid-of-it defence uh, that everybody lauded last season. Casper uh, Smeichel was a target, a uh, potential target, I think, for a lot of the big clubs. A lot of the big clubs looked at him uh, in the summer. And, uh, you know, Jamie Vardy was, you know, the, the guy that was going to win the European Championships for, for England. And Mares was this tricky winger that, you know, could score goals. This season, Schmeichel has looked um, very hesitant. 
Huth and Morgan, no offense, look like Huth and Morgan, um, the way that we all remember them. Uh, Vardy can't find a goal, and Mahrez yeah, is just Cambridge. They're just playing like disjointed teams, and you know, it's really amazing that, you know, uh, Ranieri, who just got his troops together, seems to be, you know, seems to be lost, and there are talks about him being sacked. I mean, that's that's how quick this football game can change, Rahul. I mean, he was the toast of the English Premier League last year. Absolutely, there, there is there is serious conversation that he's not going to last out the he's not going to last out the season, um, and I tell you he won't last the season if Leicester don't win in the next three games. Yeah, because, because if they, they don't, don't win, win the, next the next three, three games, games, they're pretty much they're, they're pretty much a candidate for relegation. Yeah, they'll fall into the relegation battle, and if they do fall into the relegation battle, I have a feeling that, that the management might look at at sacking the at sacking Ranieri because. You know, everybody knows, and you've seen it at Swansea and you've seen it at Hull, um, you know, that when you bring in a new manager, you get that bump. And Leicester City are a team at the moment that are in desperate need of a bump. You know, and I think I think what, what Leicester City reminds me, Raul, right now is what Chelsea was under Mourinho when Mourinho was sacked. You know, they were listless. The word, I think, is listless. Right now, when you see I Leicester... I, I don't think so, Summer. I, I think there's a slight difference. I think when... When Mourinho was sacked, he lost the players, right? They had, they'd lost respect for him. They didn't want to play for him, all of those kinds of things. I don't think that's the case with Leicester and Ranieri. I just think that these are players that I, I get the feeling that they gave everything that they had last season. And now they're just mentally shot and they just can't do it anymore. Yeah, I think it's just that everything they had, they just gave up, gave it up last year, and and I would not. I mean, and right now on on the betting circuits, you know, Leicester is giving you good odds for relegation. You know, that's how close they are to relegation, and that's how the people are looking yeah. at them. Like I said, I mean, you know, Hull have won, I think, their last three or four home games on the bounce. Um, Swansea. Um, have won games. They put in a pretty decent performance. Yeah, Crystal Palace is pretty much gone. I think Crystal Palace um, will get ready. Palace, uh, you know, Allardyce was the wrong man for that job. Um, but Leicester are in very, very um, almost worrying uh, position because they can get dragged right into it. And I tell you what, if they do get dragged into it, um, it's going to be very hard for them to get out of it. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to be very difficult because they've got a lot of tough games coming up. And like you said, Hull and Swansea have seemed to put, pulled out their socks and new managers and they seem to be playing with new vigour. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So, yeah, it's, 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 and that's going to be a story. You know, champions one, one season, relegated the next. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's how, that's how quickly football can change. Moving on to cricket. Alistair Cook, uh, Rahul, not the most popular captain, I would say, of England. I mean, he's had his share of brick bats. But yeah. if you see his record, pretty successful. I mean, he won the Ashes for them. He was the last team to beat India in India. So no, I mean, look, I, I think that uh, you know there were a lot of sort of um, uh, discussions yesterday about after Alistair Cook announced that um, he wasn't going to be England captain anymore. I thought I thought that was a bit of a surprise. Um, I did think that um, that he would hang around, uh, to be honest. Um, and have perhaps one more shot at the South Africans and one more shot at the Aussies in the in the winter. Um, but I think he's made the right decision. I think that England need Alistair Cook, the batsman, much more than they need Alistair Cook, the captain. Um, he was never the greatest captain in the world. Uh, he was a captain that was very well liked. He was very well respected by his players. 
but I think he was very well respected more as a for, batsman. Yeah, more for the weight of runs that he used to score uh, than his his tactics on the field, which quite frankly were very very poor. And uh, you know, let's not forget, England have been pretty poor in the last year. Um, yes, they beat South Africa in South Africa, which was a huge fillet for for Alistair Cook, um, but. They um, they managed they, they didn't do very well against uh, Sri Lanka in the summer. Uh, Pakistan drew a, a test series in England. They drew a test series in Bangladesh, and then they were whitewashed in India. So you know um, things are not uh, it's not a happy place right now that England test team. And I do and I also it it, it just shows the amount of pressure that cricket brings on to you. You know, you see the world around. You know, you are you you see captains being churned out pretty pretty quickly. I mean, except the subcontinent, pretty pretty much India, but otherwise, you know, it's a very very high pressure job, and it's an absolutely high pressure job. But I think you know that is part of uh, the job that actually Alistair Cook was very good at. He was very good at being a uh, you know an ECB man, you know, and standing with the ECB. I mean, all the whole sort of. You know, KP issue. Yeah, KP I mean the, the Kevin, the Kevin Peterson, the Kevin Peterson issue. Will, I think, you know, was was something that Cook had to really, really deal with. Yeah, you know, and and I think that he was very good for. I mean, if you look at it from the ECB's perspective, he was very, very good at being sort of you know towing the company line and and doing all those kinds of things. And then that, I think that's why he was very well respected, um, certainly in the administration in, in English cricket. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, over the last uh, year or so, um, Cook's tactics are really defensive. I mean, some of his tactics in England, in India, were baffling, quite frankly. Um, and, uh, you know, I think England, they've got a talented group of players, but I really think that they need a captain that will allow those players to express themselves. And I don't think Cook's that man. Just to be, just, just let me put my neck out there. I mean, England, England hasn't had too many imaginative captains. You know, they're they, don't. They, they, they don't. And, uh, you know, I, I think they that's, had, that's they've fair, had pretty poor captains. If you look at their cricket captains, they've just been, you know, insipid figures, if I might. They're not being the... I mean, he, you have to understand that, look, England's last really good captain was Michael Vaughan, right? And his career was obviously sadly cut short because of injury and stuff like that. After Vaughan, you had Andrew Strauss. Now, Andrew Strauss wasn't a great captain, but for the kind of attritional cricket that England used to play, and remember, they used to play really, really attritional cricket. They used to bowl fourth stump and outside and wait for people to make mistakes. Alistair Cook, uh, not Alistair Cook, Andrew Strauss found great success. Cook is a, he's a function of Strauss. Yeah, it's pretty much functional. I think you use the word Absolutely. functional pretty well. That, you know, England has always had functional captains. They haven't had the flamboyance of a Ricky Ponting or a Michael Clark or no, a Dhoni and, 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 and a Ganguly. Cook is, he's, because Strauss was essentially Cook's mentor. Cook's captaincy comes from Strauss. Um, he captained England exactly the way that Andrew Strauss Captain England. I mean, I don't think there's a great deal in in how in, in difference in in how England played under Strauss and how England have played under Cook. Absolutely, very defensive. And England needs an aggressive captain. England needs someone who's going to out there and go for victory. Because it's odd, but England do have aggressive players. I mean, you look at a Ben Stokes, for instance, or even look at Kevin Peterson. I mean, Kevin Peterson. I mean, 
KP, quite frankly, uh, you know, whoever the next England captain is. And I know the big clamor is going to be, will KP bring, come back? No, KP will not come back. I don't see him coming back. Yeah, I think that, that story is pretty much over. So, yeah, Alistair Cook, not a great flamboyant captain, but has his, you know, shares. And I think, I think he's now going to go for test records because now with the burden of captaincy off his shoulders, he can actually go for... You know, he can go for runs now. No, no, absolutely. He, he can. He can go. I think he will go unencumbered because, remember, he doesn't play one-day cricket anymore. He only plays test cricket. And he can really focus on his batting. And he is a wonderful opening batsman. There's no question about it. Um, but I think that, um, you know, Alistair uh, Cook will always be remembered for that series win in India. Um, uh, you know, he... he and the Ashes, Raul, and the Ashes. Let's not forget the Ashes. No, no, and the Ashes. But I think England's record in the Ashes is, is reasonably good over the last 10 years. But winning in India, I mean, that was a magnificent victory uh, for Cook. And ironically, um, it, a lot of it was down to Kevin Peterson. And I think Piers Morgan would agree with you on that one, that it was all due to Kevin Peterson. Absolutely. It, it, a lot of it was down. I mean, Peterson's 100 in the second test was magnificent, magnificent. Well, moving on to test cricket and, 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 and the ICC and their, and their endeavour to keep test cricket alive. And also the battle between the big three and the rest of the, the, the countries in cricket, Rahul. I mean... It's a great idea, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptic as far as the whole Test Championship is concerned. No, I mean, I, I, I think that everybody's sort of advocating that we should have one, and uh, I, I'm not sure how exactly it's going to play out. That's so my I'm, problem, Rahul. I mean, right now, even now see, right now, you look at it, Rahul. I mean, even Australia wants to increase its T20 domestic championship. You know, India is already one of the big daddies of the T20 Championship. England has won. South Africa has won. Now, Bangladesh has won. Pakistan has won. West Indies has won. West Indies have won. I mean, where is the space? I don't... Like, come on. We have come down to a farce. We are playing a one-off test match against Bangladesh. No, no, it's, it's completely farcical. And, and, but, you know, my, my issue with the test championship... And I, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it until I see the format. But my issue with the test championship, I think, is that test cricket is... You know, there's some magic to the series, right? The bilateral series of sure. cricket, right? Where a team goes into foreign conditions and tries and adapts and tries and gets the better. I think there's a great deal to be said for that format. Um, and I like it very much. Um, I think that a test championship would kind of reduce that down to these sort of one-off games. And I don't think test cricket should be reduced to one-off games. Yeah, because the one-off games are neither here nor there. I mean, I really don't think anybody would give a damn about a one test between India and England. You know, it's about seeing them grind it out test after test. That's the beauty of test cricket. Exactly, because, you know, it, it is it is a test, right? And, you know, these days, um, unlike, you know, many years ago, teams that travel uh, and go to opposing countries, they don't get um, sort of the tour matches where they can settle down and bed down, you know. So the first test kind of comes around, and that's one of the reasons why um, the, the people's records in, in overseas countries is so so awful um, because there really isn't much time for people to get used to those conditions. Yeah, well, let's see what happens with, with, with this uh, new plan. Like I said, I'm a skeptic. You're just sitting on the fence right now, but let's see what it goes. But what about the big three, Rahul? I mean, they seem to be taking on the ICC and this whole battle between 
you know, the big three and the rest of the test playing countries. It's going to come to a head, isn't it? I mean, you know, England, Australia and India are, and fair enough, I mean, that's where most and of the And that's where the revenue comes from. For, for cricket comes from. But, you know, the I think it's the other countries that are turning around and saying, well, like, you guys are making more than enough money. How about reinvesting that in the sport? I mean, isn't that also part of the ICC's job? Um, so it's a very difficult tightrope for the ICC to walk because... You know, they don't want a situation where the big three tell them to, you know, lump it and go off and, and do their own thing because that's where all the revenue comes from. But the ICC is also responsible and trying to grow cricket in other parts of the country, of the world. Yeah, and also let's look at it, Rahul. I mean, it is, except, except pretty much for the sports that America plays, you know, cricket is the least popular sport in the world. No, and, and, and you also have to understand that if you look at test cricket in places like the West Indies and um, it's pretty Pakistan. much dead though. it's dead I mean it really is dead in those places I mean and how much unfortunately South Africa and New Zealand have got a problem where a lot of the cricket uh, you know they can't hold as many test matches as perhaps they should um, and that's another problem um, but New Zealand has weather problems and it's very far away and stuff like that so there are limitations and unfortunately everything sort of ends up with being played in sort of England Australia and More India here. because that's where the cricket infrastructure is right I mean that's where the grounds are that's where and that's where the audience are I mean, at the end of the day most of the television revenue comes from these three countries but not just television revenue it's, it's where it's where people genuinely come out to watch cricket um, you know, in India's full houses, all the time you play cricket in India, international cricket in India, whether it's test cricket or one-day cricket or, or T20 cricket, it's always full. Well, so it's going to be a battle and it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top of it, Raul. So, yeah, interesting times. Well, that's all for just sports uh, this time. Uh, cricket, football, we'll have much more next time. We'll have something to do about hockey, the Indian, Indian Premier League, the Indian League is on, the Indian Hockey League is on and We'll have a winner by next time. So we'll discuss the Indian Hockey League. We'll discuss much more. But till then, this is Samar Khan and uh, my good friend Rahul Puri saying goodbye. Yes. Keep following us on Twitter. Keep sending us your feedback. But on Just Sports, if it's a penalty, if it's a goal, or if it's a hole-in-one, we'll cover it. So I'll see you again, Rahul, soon. Yes, Summer. And I hope your club has a better weekend but honestly I don't want them to have a good weekend you don't want them actually you do don't you oh no actually Spurs no, are too far no actually not you I, would rather, I would rather have Spurs just go right ahead and Liverpool and Arsenal fall by the wayside alright well we'll see okay, we do Rahul, manage I'll... to get we do manage to get up for these games so let's see okay Rahul I will catch you soon alright Summer all the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.